Welcome to Money with Alpha, where I share simple tips for how to make, save and invest money while also connecting your values with your lifestyle so you can achieve the life you really want. You will also hear interviews from real people as they share the ups and downs of their money journey. After all, we are all on a journey and what better way to learn about money than to hear what hasn't and has worked. Hi, and welcome to today's episode called Money Multitasking, which is how to save, pay off debt and invest all at the same time. Now, this is a little bit tongue in cheek and the the concept of multitasking is something that's often associated with women and how we can do multiple tasks all at once. You know, we're, we're super women. Um, well, what it really is, is jumping from one task to the other, to another, coming back to the first one, then jumping to another. Does it sound exhausting? Well, it is. And it's energetically, it takes a lot of energy to actually do all that jumping around. And I don't think anyone actually really likes to multitask um, because it's usually done out of necessity, born out of a lack of time or the perception of lack of time. And it's when we've got just too many things to do with too little time to do it. And our to-do list always ends up being quite, quite long. So, and for myself, I, I multitask and it's not something that I actually enjoy, um, but I've kind of gotten into the habit of it, which is not a habit that I like. So I have to figure out how to change that, but that's another story. Um, so to, to try and start and finish an activity for me often feels really difficult, especially when I get mama in the middle of something that I'm trying to concentrate on um, and life in general, not just even my daughter gets, gets in the way of, of finishing things. And there are studies that look at the brain's ability and how it functions uh, when you're sort of multitasking. And it's been shown that we, we don't actually use our brains to the best of our ability um, when they're jumping around from task to task. When it comes to money, however, you can absolutely multitask. <laughs> and by that, I mean, sort of when you think of money, it's a, as a concept, it isn't linear. Like we don't have to do, you know, something like save first to buy a house, which is what we're, we're often told to do. And then you buy your house and then you, you, you know, you work really hard to pay it off and you, you get other debt along the way um, and then you pay that off. And then once you've done all of that, you can start to, to put money into investing. And, but there are things that you can do in parallel. So, I mean, personal debt's another story, which I'm going to get to in a moment. Um, but you don't have to just do one thing at a time. Because to be honest, when it comes to money, you're not going to get where you need to go by doing one thing at a time you do need to do a couple of things in parallel and you can do these automatically. So you don't have to even think about them. You've just got to figure out what you want, how you want to do it, set it up and then let it run and then just review it periodically to make sure it still fits with your overall needs. So I'm just going to dial back to the, the concept of personal debt and that, that's, that's the main caveat I'm going to make about everything I just said. So personal debt is what I mean by that are things like credit cards, store cards, even buy now, pay later, and then any other kind of debt that has a high interest rate. So even a car loan, um, depending on the on the loan itself, but other things that have high interest to pay back. Because if you think about it, and I'm just going to just gonna give you a little bit of theory here for a moment. If you're paying off a home loan, and even with the current interest rate increases, the sort of the base rate nowadays is about 4.3%. But if you look at interest rates for personal debt and credit cards, they can run anywhere between 10% to 25%. So if you're looking at paying off 
something that's 4.3% versus 25%, that's huge because you're paying a lot more for that thing that you've bought than you originally would have paid for it if you'd paid for it outright. So that needs to get paid off as quickly as possible. So that's before you can start doing the multitasking I'm talking about. You do actually need to try and pay off that kind of debt as quickly as you can. Do whatever you need to do to like divert funds to just focus on it. Once you've done that, then you can start to do a little bit more of the, the other, other things. So as an example, you have um, an emergency fund is something that everybody needs. So especially with what's happened in the world over the last couple of years, we all need to have a backup fund regardless of, of this financial position that you're in. We actually ended up, my husband and I ended up needing our emergency fund because he lost his job. Uh, right in the middle of the pandemic and it was really hard it took nine months to find another one so it was really good that we we had that emergency fund in addition to other income that we had coming in but the bulk of what he earned was was well, his income was gone so that's and I'm going to talk in percentages here because it's a bit easier to manage rather than dollar values because especially if your income fluctuates percentages will will actually work better so about 5% is what I often sort of say to people as a rough um, place to start. And when I'm talking also about the percentages and the multitasking, it all comes within, if you think of money as a, as a pie or a pizza, whatever works for you, <laughs> um, and you think of it as slices in that, that pie or pizza, and each slice relates to a different money area of your life and it's a different percentage assigned to it so if you think of a sort of a relatively thin slice as your emergency fund and then you've got your your debt as another slice and then you've got living expenses and things like that so I'm not going to go into too much detail on that today um, but if you just start to think about that conceptually try and build that picture in your mind or you can draw a circle on a page and and create some slices and even just start to write down some of the key things in your life that you you have that you want. So if you want a new car or if you have a car loan and you want to pay it off, that will be in the slice of priority to pay off. Okay, so the other things that you can do. So let, let's let's say now that you've paid off, off your personal debt. So we'll future gaze a bit for those who, who still need to do that that piece of the of of, of the work. So you've been using money to pay off that personal debt. That debt's then gone, never to be seen again. So cut up the cards, close the buy now, pay later accounts and whatever other loan accounts, and then get used to saving. So you can start to move that money into other areas of your pie or pizza. And um, so you can start to save for, for something else. Like just as an example, I had a 22-year-old car and it was going to die at some point. And, I was, and it was starting to cost a bit more each time I went to the mechanic. So I thought, okay, I'm now going to start putting some money aside. I calculated for the type of car that, um, that we wanted. It would take about two or so years to, to save up for it. And, and sure enough, almost two years to the day when we started to save, the car finally just was, I mean, it could have been fixed, but it was going to cost way more than the car was worth. So we ended up then draining that, that account and um, and buying the car 
And but because I was used to saving that money, I thought, oh, if I don't start to to like earmark this for something else, it's just going to disappear. Because as human beings, we kind of go, oh wow, I've got this extra cash, and it just goes. So I then reassigned it in my money pie to putting money aside for investing. So that's another thing too. Then so once you've got some of those those slithers or those those slices, um, sort of allocated, then look at. Um, adding extra into your superannuation because that is in a form of investment and it's also a more tax effective form of investment as well. So think about looking at that. Uh, you do have to look at your own situation, of course, to see how much you can put in every year because there are limits for the tax effectiveness of it. So you can talk to an accountant or a financial planner about that. Um, and then once you've started to, to do that, you can also then look at investing outside of super. And it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be anything dramatic. Like I, if you want to have a look on my on my website, I've got a free guide on how to invest with only one dollar, which is a guide that goes through micro investing. So if you go, I'll I'll put the link in the show notes. But it it compares some of the current um, providers out there and how they operate, the fees that they charge, and you don't have to be an investment guru. I've, I've done some study in, in shares and trading, and to be honest, it's not my area of interest. I want to invest, but I don't want to do share trading. So there's a very, it's a very different thing to trade and to be an investor. To trade is where you have to, you're buying and selling on a regular basis, and that's a very specific skill set, and you've, you've really got to be interested in it. Um, but you can still be an investor without being a trader. So have, have a start with start with micro investing if you want to just you know get your feet wet. Um, you could even do some investing inside your super fund. You can investigate what your super fund has to offer in that regard as well. So that's that's how you kind of keep your, your pie together. But one thing I would also say is you need to also have an understanding of your ultimate vision, what you want for your life what's aligned to your values, how your part, your money pie is going to support getting you there. So, because there's other things that you still need to think about too. What about having fun? So I I have what I call a fun fund and it's there for things. And I I just call it generically fun because fun is different for everybody. Um, For me, it's, it's traveling. I love traveling or, um, you know, I might like to go to the theater and I don't, or, or it, if I want to buy some new photographic equipment even, I don't want to feel guilty about doing that. And I certainly don't want to go into debt to do it. Um, so there's another th- sort of aspect. Some people it could be, you could have jet skiing, you could stamp collect, wh- whatever, whatever fun is for you. Have a conscious think about it and go, yep, okay, all right. I'm going to assign a certain percentage of my money, my income to that so that when I want to indulge in it, the money's just there and I don't feel so bad about spending it. And I feel, you know, proud of the fact that I actually have the discipline to do this because you have a purpose for it. And then that ultimate vision of your life that you want is just going to help guide you there as well. Because if you if you don't have a direction or a purpose or a clarity, how do you know where you're going? Um, it's kind of like jumping in the car and just driving. And you're like, when, you know, the Google map says, or Siri or whoever says to you, where do you want to go? And you're like, hmm, I don't know. And they'll keep asking you because they need a destination. And there's, a, there's always that balance between, you know, life as a journey versus, you know, a destination. 
but you can enjoy the journey a heck of a lot more when you have your destination in mind because then you can purposefully do things on your journey that will fulfill you and will get you where you need to go. So that's, that is the concept of money multitasking. And if you want to start to, to investigate what your, your vision for your life is, I've also got a money and lifestyle visioning mini course, which includes a guided meditation to help you on a sensory level come up with what you see as your, your, your lifestyle. Because it's, it's not just a checklist of goals. It's not just some steps that you think, oh, I should do this or I should do that. This is about you as a person, how you see, think, feel, touch, taste, smell your life. There's so many different aspects to it and we all connect with different senses more than others. And we all learn in different ways as well. We might like to see things, we might like to hear things, we might like to touch things. And so have a think about all of that and just reconnect into you. And that's what that mini course is about. So if you want to have a look at that, I'll put the link in the, in the show notes as well. But the one, the one thing I will just say, and I know, I know this is probably a redundant thing, but just make sure if you do start to look at your own money pie or pizza, that all of those slices add up to 100%. You can't have more because that's going to create problems. And if you have less, well, then you've got extra to work with. So make sure you've used up the entire pie or pizza and and figure out what it is that you want. And if you want extra help, then just drop me a line and I can have a chat with you about it and we can we can see if there's anything else that you'd like to, to work with me on. All right, so start with getting clear on what lifestyle you want and then you can start to set up your money pie to help you get there and multitask in the process. I have a great day. 